0: Welcome back to the Broncos Avenue Podcast. It's your host Amir with my co-host Jordan today. We got a special guest. We got Eddie from Broncos Alerts on Instagram. Super <laughs> excited for this guest today. I've been following him for quite some time. We've uh, you know been friends on IG for a while. Really excited to get him on today. Um, really good, really good dude. Great Instagram page, uh, you know, fan page for the Denver Broncos. Just talk about Russell Wilson, the Denver Broncos today and previewing the uh, week 17 game against the Kansas City Chiefs. But with that being said, how are you doing today? Eddie It's great having you on here, man.
1: I'm good, man. Thank you. Yes, yeah, I'm glad to be here. You know, I appreciate you having me on here. I've been I've been waiting for this invite. But, but yeah, man, I'm excited. <laughs> I can't wait to talk some Broncos with you guys.
0: And yeah, it's going to be fun. Man, you got me feeling like I was pushing you off or something. <laughs> no. yeah, I, I love Eddie. It's, it's going to be a good talk today. So, um, yeah, uh, you know, me and last episode, we had Zach Seegers on. Uh, me and Jordan kind of, you know, uh, it was kind of almost a three-way debate. Jordan, I'll just give it like a quick recap. So Jordan feels very strongly about keeping Russell Wilson here long term. Um we kind of had a, a little debate there last episode. Zach Seagers obviously has not been afraid to tell people that he thinks the Broncos should cut Russell Wilson this offseason, um, uh, which is a very, very strong bull take. Um I could already see Jordan shaking his head. <laughs> and then me, I'm kinda I'm leaning I'm leaning much more towards keeping Russell Wilson, but I am not really in like I'm not completely against getting rid of, rid of Russell Wilson sooner rather than later. Um, so that's that's where it leads me to ask you, how do you feel about all this Russell Wilson drama, all the media bashing him um, and just all these, you know, obviously, Jerry Judy, we want to talk about that today. Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, Kendall Hinton, Garrett Bowles, they all came out yesterday. Um, d- completely defending Russell Wilson. It was really cool to see Jerry Judy be the reason that all of them came out and started defending him and kind of led the path um, for that yesterday. It was kind of um, – I didn't see if Cortland Sutton uh, said anything about that on Twitter, but um, we'll start off with that. What, what did you think about all the players coming out yesterday defending him and then all the media drama and BS over Russell Wilson?
1: You know, I think the players defending him was really good, honestly. And, uh, you know, I posted them on my page as well. You know, I had Tim Patrick, KJ, like you said, Jerry Judy, Ken O'Han, you Mm -hmm. know, all these guys. You know, they're defending Russ, and I even got some DMs. You know, we we needed to hear that because, honestly, there has been a lot of um, media drama, you know, surrounding Russell Wilson, Mm -hmm. not just the Broncos. And, uh, you know, even (laughs) the players agree that it's unfair that this guy's you know, getting this treatment, you know, just because of his play, you know, it's in a certain way, it's okay to criticize his play, but you know, sometimes it they do take it too far. But I mean, I feel like it was good for everybody to hear that, um, you know, his teammates are sticking up for him.
2: Yeah, I, I loved it. I'm not gonna lie. Like I thought it was just amazing. I thought I loved it all. Like Jerry Judy came first and then everybody else came. You know, we needed that because, you know, everybody's talking about, you know, I mean, especially after you just fire your head coach during the middle of the season, you know, you need that for Good your point. team. You know, all the rumors, you know, going over talking about, you know, Russ you know, just all the stuff circling around Russ, you know, just just bad report after bad report. Nothing good's coming out about him. So I love to see a whole bunch of the guys on the offensive side, you know, come out and take his defense.
0: Yeah, it's really, really cool to see. Um, I know last night, Garrett Bowles, and he didn't have to do this, but he went out and put a whole, like, paragraph um, of his thoughts on Rus- uh, Russell Wilson and all the people coming after him. And at this point, it's like it's personal stuff. Like, I understand the on-field pay- play isn't up to par, but they're coming after him because of his Subway commercials you know, what he's, you know, um, like just per- really personal stuff. And it's just getting way too far. I wouldn't be surprised if him and Sierra are receiving death threats, just because when you look at the most, you know, hated people in the NFL, it's Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, and, you know, guys like that. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it was that way. It's it's getting really out of hand. Um, uh, for Russell Wilson, we can talk about Deshaun Watson another day. But, um <laughs> Yeah, it, it's just getting extremely bad. And um, also, Melvin Gordon, not even a Bronco, he didn't even have to say that. He came out on Twitter and was saying, you know, Russell Wilson's going to do his thing. Um, don't worry about it. Um, all, that, all that media stuff is just outside noise. It was really cool to see that. You know, Melvin's always been a great person. We never questioned that. Um, just a really supportive uh, teammate, even though he isn't even on the team anymore. So just for Melvin to come out and say that, even when he plays us this week, it, it speaks measures about how how much of these narratives are you know potentially fake. Um, I know Zach Seegers came on the show last week and said that you know part of the locker room is kind of sick of him, and um, you know technically he could still be right because it wasn't a whole fifty three man roster that came out and said that. You know I know a lot of people came at me on Instagram um, after I was uh, you know talking about that. They're saying you know. Uh, it, if you're on your last episode, you guys were saying that, you know, the whole locker room um, hates Russell Wilson. No, we didn't say the whole locker room is completely against Russell Wilson. We've heard from multiple reporters that some guys are kind of giving him the side eye. um, still a little skeptical of him, the privileges that he's gotten and whatnot. But um, it was really cool to see like our, our foundational players, the guys that we like our skill players, the guys that are really contributing to our, uh, potentially we're supposed to contribute to our success come out and say this uh, it was it was really cool to say uh really cool to see these are the guys that you know are the vocal leaders on the team so just wanted to get that out of the way and then obviously next eddie um russell wilson and his play this season and what we're going to see from him in the future um how did you feel about his play this season what do you th- what did you think impacted it what would you like to have seen that went better? And do you want to keep Russell Wilson for next season and uh, beyond that potentially?
1: You know, I've held a lot of optimism towards Russ, and maybe because, you know, I've been trying to convince myself that we finally have a quarterback after all these years. And, you know, growing up and watching this dude ball out, I just, I truly can't believe that he's just falling off a cliff, you know, yeah. um, you know, playing at a Hall of Fame level. And then now you're playing like this. I mean, I, I truly don't get it. You know, looking at the film, he just—he doesn't like. He just seems lost. He doesn't seem like an elite level quarterback. You know, there's just not solely one issue that you can say. Once he fixes this, uh, he's back to a Hall of Fame level. And you know, his issues are yeah. like everywhere. You know, his his vision mm-hmm. has been a problem. His um, his footwork in the pocket is terrible. You know, he chucks the ball when he gets pressure on his face, holding onto the ball way too long. You know, just issues everywhere. And who knows how much he could improve. But if the Broncos believe he can play to an elite level again, they have to improve the coaching, you know, and someone who can bring out the best in yeah. him. And also better players surrounding him, especially that offensive line. They've given up a lot of sacks. And it was, it was really bad this year, you know. But most of the sacks also came from Russell Wilson himself, from holding on to the ball too long, which he's always struggled with, with. But, I mean, you never know. Maybe with the right guy coaching the team, he can – Fix Russell Wilson, get him get him back to that level. But I'd love to see it happen. But um, I I, I do want to keep Russell Wilson. You know, it's hard to say that just cut him. You know, because yeah, one year it is tough to say like okay we're done with this guy. You know, but I mean we'll probably see this Sunday how he does without Hackett. But I mean I don't expect much. Maybe next year we'll see a little bit more from him.
2: Yeah, I, I don't think we're going to see much more from him this season because, remember, Hackey gave up the play calling duties to Kubiak like a few weeks ago, and, it I mean, the offense has gotten a little bit better. But mm-hmm. um, I, I mostly agree with what you said. You know, there there is some things about Russ that kind of concerns me. You know, you got his, like you said, his footwork and him kind of missing some reads, you know, just easy reads that he should be making. But I think overall it's just about him g- gaining his confidence back and him having a proper coaching staff that can just – getting back to the quarterback that we once was. I mean, we talk about it a lot, but I just think that's pretty much it. I just think Russ, you know, nobody expected this year to be what it was. Um, He he hasn't played great by any means, but I think next year, you know, we get a good coach under him and he can fix him because we kind of don't have, to me, I don't think we have any other options that we can do. I mean, I just think it's got to be Russ and then whatever happens.
0: Fair enough. Um, So speaking of the coaching um who are you kind of looking at um with the coaching staff i've seen you kind of talk about frank like reich a little bit um he seems to be like the early favorite uh, right now some people are leaning away from dan quinn um as greg penner's taking the uh you know the keys to the car um who are you kind of looking at as your favorite candidates who are some experienced guys that you want and who are some potentially first-timers if you would consider that that you would want
1: recently i did make a post about frank Reich. uh you know I honestly feel like he could be one of the better options. And obviously there's been, you know, rumors, reports surrounding Sean Payne, John, Jim Harbaugh, you know, all those big names. And I honestly do feel like the Broncos will pull the trigger on a big name coach. And I won't be surprised if it's one of those guys. You know, I think Peyton recognizes he's on the hottest of seats and he has one chance to turn this thing around. And with judging, honestly, from the football knowledge I've seen from Penner, um, judging from his press conference he had with George Payton, on Tuesday I truly feel like he'll pull the trigger on the big name and the Broncos the Broncos do have a major money advantage over any other team and honestly it's not a really close so you know if they if they want to outbid another team they absolutely can but another problem would be you know a guy like um Sean or Jim or Frank you know big name coaches coming to town considering the the situation the Broncos are currently in but those are probably my top three candidates, um, but it'll be interesting how all this plays out and the direction Penner and George are gonna gonna want to go and hopefully we can get it right this time.
0: yeah I mean we're we, we all need that desperately um, <laughs> I, I I know they uh, Greg Penner was talking about how they want to give them um, the new head coach all the unlimited resources, whatever they can do. Um, you know, to make give them the best, you know, path to success. And I think that's really interesting. You said that they have they they have the money advantage, and I think that's kind of where it ties into. Um, kind of, you know, that was almost essentially kind of like a pitch. Um, though he was talking to the media, he was essentially giving a pitch to whichever head coach can is potentially winding thinking about coming here. Um, obviously, money's not going to do it all. Um, to get them, and then obviously Sean Payton's going to take a draft pick at least uh, to get him. So. Um, there's there's little there's rufflings around the league right now that, um, he that you know the secret is he's going to return to uh New Orleans, which all along was my fear. I feel like him taking a year off, he wasn't just going to go somewhere else. He still he still can, but um, I think if he if Champagne's going to go anywhere, it's going to be probably where a team needs a really young uh where a team has a really young quarterback and you know uh, uh up you know a defense that's on the uh, on the rise um and you know. A plethora of draft picks. So, um, not too sure where that would be. Um, I know Arizona is definitely. Probably my my number one landing spot for Sean Payton right now. That makes a lot of sense. I feel like the one thing that they're really missing there in Arizona right now is a, is a great coach, and I think Sean Payton's a, the perfect fit fit for that. Um, still don't think he's going to come here. Same for Jim Harbaugh. I don't – Zach Seager's made a really good point in the last episode. I don't think he's going to, you know, dump everything that he's done with Michigan just to come to a Russell Wilson Bronco team with, you know – um we still have good draft picks, so that can, that can really be used as a you know um, debate here. But uh, we still have a first round pick, two thirds. I mean, we could trade up into the second for a player that we potentially really want, maybe a tackle, receiver, corner, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, that it, it's just really interesting to look at that. I mean, um, any first timers, Eddie, that you would kind of um, look at, maybe D'Amico, Ryan's, Brian Johnson, um, any any of those guys that you would maybe uh, want for this Broncos job.
1: Yeah, I've been actually looking at Brian Johnson. Um, You know, he seems like a competent coach, you know, but there is certain fear with, you know, having a rookie head coach and all that. So there's a a lot of risks, you know, taking a rookie head coach, as we saw with Nathaniel Hackett. You know, and I believe when we brought in Nathaniel Hackett, I feel like the goal was to bring in Rodgers. You know, Rodgers said that he loved the guy, you know, was one of his favorite coaches. But, I mean, obviously they're not all going to turn out great or as bad as Nathaniel Hackett, but you know, there's a lot of risks with head coach with uh, rookie head coaches. But um yeah, I mean we'll see where, where the Broncos go here.
2: Yeah, I would have to say my um my top three head coaching candidates realistically will probably be um Frank Reich at one. I'll go Daryl Bevel at two and then three, I had to go D'Amico Ryan's just because I, I would love having D'Amico on this team. Yes. But um I will say that Sean Payton, I don't think – I think it's getting more realistic that it's a chance that he could come to Denver. I just think it would be whether if he wants to wait next year or if he just wants to come out, you know – right after the season's over and it's like I want a coaching job. I mean Chargers made the playoffs. You know, it's it's always the Chargers or the Cowboys that has been for Sean Payton, but Brandon Staley's not going anywhere, especially because they made the playoffs. Mike McCarthy, I don't think he's gonna go anywhere. They said the Cardinals and I do agree with you, you know, Amir. I, I do think it's probably gonna end up being Arizona because I don't think Cliff Kingsbury, there's already been stuff coming out that he's probably gonna step away from football anyway. So I think it probably will be the yeah, Cardinals. Step away. Yeah, step away. But um <laughs> Yeah, but I think that um, Frank Reich is probably the safest choice. I mean, he's an experienced coach. He's worked with, he's worked with some pretty good quarterbacks, and they've had some good seasons under him. Um, I just think he's kind of what you want. I mean, he's made the playoffs a few times. I I just think I just think you need a guy that's got common sense and that can actually work and not just call some of the worst play calls that you've ever seen and. Just things like that. I think Daryl Bevel, he's probably – he's at my number two just because I think he can work with Russ. And we need somebody If – we're not going to go with anybody else. We need a guy that's going to come in and who knows Russ and who knows how to utilize him best. D'Amico Ryans, I'm just thinking about the – like you bring him in, he's probably – he's going to give a culture change immediately. Everything is going to be winning, fight, grit, go hard, don't give up. And I Mm would love it. I, it, out of all those three, I just think realistically it's probably going to be Frank Reich. But if I had to pick it, I would love D'Amico Ryan's.
0: Yeah, it seems like we're all leaning to uh, leaning away from Dan Quinn. I mean, you look at the people are making some good, de- like good, you know, uh, debates on it. If he were to come here to Denver, I feel like he's going to do things to he's going to him and uh, Everett, I'm not sure it's going to dwell too too well on the defensive end, like we would want. Um, and I feel like when he comes here, he's going to want to call the plays defensively. That's going to be something he wants to do. And then it's like, what do we really have for Averro left? I, Me personally, I just don't want to mess up what we have with Aveiro. I, I really don't want to. Me- and why would you change the only thing that's working for your team when you still have a glaring thing that has been not working for you at all on offense the last seven years? So I, to me, Dan Quinn is – every week it feels like he's moving down my list. He was he was number three for me like um, a few months ago, but now he's like under under five for me. I mean, I I just don't like Dan Quinn too much anymore.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I, I would agree because, I mean, Dan Quinn, he's just – I mean, I don't think he'll be a terrible head coach. I just think Zero yeah. Evero, he's implanted something in that defense that I just don't want to give up. But, I mean, if you look at Dan Quinn when he was with the Falcons – they made a good run. You know, Matt Ryan was the MVP. Julio was going insane and they were running the football really well, but people forget he had Kyle Shanahan as his OC.
0: And, I think,
2: and I think that is just kind of a, I mean, you hiring him, he's going to call the defense, but that doesn't solve our problem. We don't need to go hire a defensive. Like, I'm not going to say we need to hire a guy like Dan Quinn because Dan Quinn's not going to change the culture. Like a D'Amico Ryan's. we were to bring him in. He's just guy that's going to take over the defense. And, I'm not gonna lie, defense might get a little worse because I really, Gio Ever has had them playing at top notch elite level. So I don't really see Dan Quinn just gonna, I mean, unless he has another type of Kyle Shanahan running the offense, it's not gonna work.
0: Just think about it. You know, um, D'Amico Ryans comes here, he's gonna let Averro call the d- defensive plays and stay the spot. And that's gonna make uh, Avero Ave- want to stay here even more. I mean, imagine, imagine that duo right there. Man, that's crazy. D'Amico, Ryan's Evero just changing this culture. That'd be a hell of a sight to see. Um, yeah. Obviously, I would still watch someone. With, I'm still having Frank Reich over him. My list right now is um, one Reich, two uh, Ryan's, and three. I, I I honestly I don't even know. I I mean, you you talked about Daryl Bevel early on. I think that I think that's interesting. I just um, I I don't know if I can get too much on board with that yet. Um, Number three is really a toss-up with me right now. It can go multiple different ways. What what are your top three right now, Eddie? My top three? Well,
1: you know, like I said, there's always those big names. And like you guys said with Dan Quinn, yeah. he was on the top of my list as well. But I want to keep Averro as well. You know, what he's built here is, mm-hmm. is amazing, you know. And bringing that Quinn, like you guys said, it's not going to fix our issues, you know. Our issues are on the offensive side of the ball, not necessarily the defensive side. But, I mean – I like Frank Reich a lot. You know, he's definitely in my top three. I don't really have, a, like, a specific top three, but Frank Reich. You yeah, know. I got you. It's hard. Yeah. But definitely Frank
2: Reich is one of my favorites. And I will say, yeah, yeah. I, I will say, just to put it out there, you know, for all the people that want to hire Dan Quinn, look what happened when Kyle Shanahan left that team. Look, mm-hmm. look at how Matt Ryan fell off a cliff. Look at what, what happened to Julio Jones. Just look what happened to that whole franchise. It hasn't been the same, so, and I don't want to hear it's because they blew that lead. No, Kyle Shanahan left, got a head coaching job, and they they just was never the same. The defense fell off too. It just nah, like like last offseason, I didn't really want Dan Quinn. I'm not gonna lie, I thought, um,
0: he's I just was such like a boring hacking. like boring candidate.
2: Yeah, but he's just he hasn't proved anything as a head. I mean, he went to the Super Bowl, but the staff yeah. was loaded, the team was loaded. Matt Ryan was the MVP. I mean, other than that, he hasn't really proven or done anything. Like, he's just – I mean, he went to Dallas and fixed their defense, but defense isn't isn't an issue. And he's not going to change the culture.
0: People are like, yeah, re- reunite with Dan Quinn with Russell Wilson. What the hell is that gonna do? He's a defensive guy. <laughs> I, I, I don't under, I don't understand the the thought process there. It's like everybody right now is like, yeah, pick this guy that worked with Russell Wilson. Pick this guy. You know, really the only logical option right now is Brian Schottenheimer, and that and that just would be an OC option. So I think Brian Schottenheimer, ought, you know, by you know. Um, if we were to pull up, put up a poll for Broncos country right now, he's probably the favorite to become the next OC. Obviously, it depends on who's going to be the next head coach. But um, if, if our next head coach doesn't have too much experience, I think the OC needs uh, heavy experience like Brian Schottenheimer. So that uh, that situation is inter- interesting to watch in itself. Um, I, I, I'm just really excited for this next head coach search. Obviously, not too many exciting options, but it's really going to be you know cool to see how this uh, whole thing pans out. Um, but yeah, uh, obviously, season hasn't gone the way we wanted this year. Multiple injuries, four and eleven record, just awful. Um, Eddie, obviously, uh, the um, it was fifty-one to fourteen against the Rams, just horrible. Um, how are you feeling after this loss? And how how are you kind of giving? How would you give Broncos country any kind of hope um, coming into this next game after? potentially the the worst loss in this franchise's history damn man i mean it was tough it was
1: tough watching that game man i could not i don't even think i finished that game <laughs> but i mean geez i mean because Russ threw around what three interceptions right yeah, yeah he was, three interceptions yeah those interceptions were bad but i mean God, I can't really see any positives from that game, to be honest. I mean, like you said, it's one of the worst <laughs> losses in France. You know, and honestly, like overall, nobody really saw us coming. You know, when you trade for a Hall of Fame quarterback, you're expecting great results. You know, maybe not the very first season, you know, maybe you need some time. But, I mean, to start 4-11, and 11, that's it's wild to me, you know. And, you know, Broncos are in a tough spot. But, I mean, for next season... There's definitely some hope, at least on the defensive side of the ball. You know, hopefully in the draft we can, um, you know, build around Russell Wilson. Because, I mean, like you guys said, I don't think we have much of an option, at least for next year. Um, you know, you definitely want to hire somebody that probably has worked with with Russ, you know, and can be beneficial to Russ. Not just Russ, obviously, but to the team as, as a whole. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I hope we can pick up some pieces in the draft. And, yeah, I mean, hopefully we can go from there.
2: I will say I have to agree with you a little bit. You know, you got to just look forward, try to build around Russ. You know, I, I think in the first round we got to go towards the offensive line. I think that's where you got to start at. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like if Garrett Bowles, you know, Amir pointed, I think, last episode, he's a, you know, 31-year-old left tackle coming off a broken leg. I mean, I'm not saying that Garrett Bowles, you know, needs to, you know, I don't think we need to cut him or anything like that. I think we do need to approach him with a, some type of contract restructure so we can, you yeah. know, get more pieces. <laughs> but if that's not the case, then I I do think we could kind of trade him, you know, trade him to, like, contender, get some picks, and then go out there and the tackle and just attack this offensive line because Cameron Fleming, Calvin Anderson, Luke Wadenberg, Graham Glasgow, it's just – that's not going to take you anywhere. It don't matter if you have the right coaching. That office of line is going to get Russ killed. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's just – that's what it is. I mean, we just got to go after uh, more office linemen and more weapons.
0: Definitely yeah it's gonna i'm really excited for the draft it's gonna be interesting to how see how we go with, um, with that um, right now i'm watching the uh i just finished uh wrapping up my uh my film for the receivers lots of really good receivers this draft I like a lot of them um and you know the first three rounds um now i'm going over the running backs you know i was watching Bijan john robinson holy cow i mean Literally going to be a menace to society in the league. It's, it's going to be really cool to see where he goes because, regardless of where he goes, I'm going to be a fan. But as long as they're not in AFC West, of course. I would love Bijan Robinson, bro. I would love it. But
2: I I know it's not a need, but I would just love Bijan and Javante. Jesus.
0: I've already seen I already seen two people mock him to Denver, which I have to. Um, it's interesting. Wow. I don't think he would actually fall that far, would he? We're in like the 25 range. I don't think someone would actually be foolish to pass up Bijan in the top 20. I mean, think about Najee and Javante. I mean,
2: Najee was I mean, thinking about it like Najee should have been like a top 15 pick, but you know, teams don't like going running backs. Teams will go pick the third best safety in the draft before taking the best running back.
0: Look at Brees Hall. Yeah, I mean, Bijan, Bijan's just different though. He's yeah. like, he's like, bro, th- this is the best running back. This might, I don't know if this is a hot take, but this is the best running back prospect since Saquon Barkley, easily, in my in my opinion. I mean, I mean nobody really all. comes close. He can yeah, do he, speed like change power direction. change of direction yes. I don't know
2: I, I think I, I will say I think going to cl- closer to the draft he's going to his his stock is going to rise he's going to potentially probably move into that top 15 12 maybe range if I'm telling you he's going to he's going to kill it at the combine
0: Jameer Gibbs is uh, interesting too he's like a faster yeah. album mm-hmm. career I mean yep. this dude's a beast uh I th- he's definitely going to go in you know late first round early second round in my book um, in that Javante range. Um, I know already, I already know some people are, uh, you know, talking about getting a running back early cause you know, um, uh, Zach Sears point out in the last episode, it, um, stats show that only 30% of our running backs can come back from a, you know, a fully blown, blown out knee, you know, torn ACL and everything. Um, uh, and that's stat's kind of scary, but I feel like if anybody's going to be up to the up to the challenge to you know overcome this adversity, it's going to be Javante. He's just a monster. The way he attacks his game, I would only assume he attacks re- rehab the same. So, I'm um, still a big Javante fan. Hope he can come back better than ever and still be the bell cow. Um, but yeah, so let's go ahead and talk about this Chiefs game. Obviously, coming off the worst loss in fr- this franchise's history and think I think like the only thing that comes closest to that is like the Super Bowl loss to the the Niners like 55 to 10. I mean, this <laughs> this is terrible loss. Now we're going up against the Chiefs who li- quite literally own us. I mean, they have like a 14 15 game win streak against us. I believe it's 14 games. So, we have a 15 game win streak on the line against the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, absolute dynasty that they're the new New England Patriots. Um of the, if this NFL's generation, it's it's a, it's a little scary because I was telling Jordan, you know, the old, I feel like if we were going to be the Chiefs this season, it was going to be if Russ stayed healthy in that last game. So this this next game makes me really scared. It's on New Year's. James Droz is going to be here. We're going to be hearing <laughs> what happened from the stands. <laughs> it's gonna be an interesting game to say the least. Yeah, um, we're going to see James's first in-person TikTok at an NFL stadium. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're all we're all signed, just like Jordan. I mean, oh god,
1: we're
0: we're shitting bricks going into this <laughs> game. But um, what are your keys to victory in this game? How can the Broncos, by any means, win this game? Um, it feels like the only way they can win this game is like injuring Patrick Mahomes or something.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, like you said, stopping Mahomes is gonna be one of the big big things. Um, you know, the last time we played the Chiefs, I think he threw three picks against us, right? Yeah. Yeah, he threw three picks. You know, and, and we didn't come play. away with the win, sadly. And I feel like Russell Wilson went down. And if he didn't go down, I feel like we had a really, really good chance of winning that game. You know, he mm-hmm. Josie Jewell, was it Josie Jewell, I think, that he had a pick with like five minutes remaining? Yeah. And, you know, Brett couldn't get it done. I feel like Russ could have gotten it done. You know, he, he was playing his best game, honestly. He has a Bronco. That was definitely his best mm-hmm. game. Just by throwing, I think he threw one pick, right? Yeah, one pick. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, stopping Mahomes is going to be one of them, you know. um, Obviously, you want to see something from Russ, but, you know, it's pretty far-fetched at this point to, you know, expect something good coming out from his offense. But, I mean, like I said, his best game against the Chiefs as a Bronco, you know, hopefully he can mimic that that game and, you know, hopefully
2: um, break this win streak the Chiefs have over us. Um, yeah, I would have to agree with you. It's gonna have to be um stopping Patrick Mahomes as best as we can. I mean, you know, majority of the time Mahomes has been with the Chiefs. Our defense has done a pretty good job on them, you know. Like mm-hmm. compared to compared to most teams. Um, we gotta hold them under 30 points if we want any chance of winning this game. Just that's that's we gotta hold them under 30 points. Um, we gotta get Jerry Judy involved just like we did last game. They're probably gonna end up doubling them if they're smart. If they don't, yeah. you gotta hit Judy's gotta get his 12 targets. Set like rounds eight catches over 100 yards and at least a, at least a touchdown. I mean that's the only way I think they to win this game. Um, I I wouldn't say run the ball that much because you're probably gonna get down. And I don't know the, the Chiefs are pretty good at stopping the run, but yeah. I mean we just got to stop Mahomes. Just I mean our coming coming off a game you give up all those points. Just confidence your confidence still got to remain high, especially going against Mahomes and the Chiefs. Because if your confidence is low, they're just gonna pick you apart.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and- and
2: I, I also wanted to add that on my bed,
1: that uh, you you have to target Judy. Honestly, he had a really, really good game against the Chiefs. He had a three-touchdown game, probably his best game as well. But, yeah, you definitely want to target Judy and get the most out of him and, you know, tear up that defense.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah it- I mean,
0: go ahead. I was just gonna say real quick, injury-wise for the Broncos, we got Calvin Anderson. These players are all questionable at best, according to Mike Cliss. We got Calvin Anderson, ankle injury, did not practice Thursday. Baron Brownie did not practice Thursday, the back injury. Greg Dulcich, hamstring injury, did not practice Thursday. Randy Gregory, knee, did not practice Thursday, Um, who, by the way, he got suspended, but he was able to appeal suspension, and he should be able uh, to go for this game um, if he is uh, healthy uh, on Friday's practice. Um, DJ Jones, knee injury, did not practice on Thursday. All big contributors. Greg Dulcich is not expected to play, actually, this game. Um, He did not practice at all this week, so... Um, unless he's a full practice participant today, and he's just, you know, we don't see any limitations, then I think he'll be question. Uh, I think he'll be a game time decision. But I don't expect Greg Dulcich to go in this game. So that also, you know, t- tying that into what you guys were just talking about, that limits another, uh, you know, weapon for Russell Wilson. So. It's really gonna be just Jerry Judy and Cortland son for Russell Wilson this week um, I think' we'll, I think we're getting Kendall Henson back which is big he's you know a big third down um, target for us we saw you know not having him against the Rams really showed um, you know what we are missing with him um, but yeah uh, it's really gonna be it's gonna have to be another you know like Jordan said a 12 plus target game for Jerry Judy he has to get at least one touchdown at least um, and, you know, Russell Wilson's going to have to, you know, be great on third down. He's going to have to um, evade the pass rush and be able to, you know, prog- make progressions because last week we saw probably a Russell Wilson that had worse decision making than Drew Locke, and that's saying something. I mean, this dude was was reading down his first receiver, throwing in a double, triple coverage, Jalen Ramsey, Kobe Durant. I mean, it, it, was, just, it was just awful. We need to see a vast improvement for Russell Wilson this week. I mean, um, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm interested to see how it goes because a, a lot of what we're going to do with Russell Wilson next season might, you know, have to do a little bit with what we see these next two games evaluating him.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, I hope <laughs> – I was going to say I hope. I mean, it's the Chiefs. The Chiefs are probably going to make us turn the ball over once. I mean, they always do. I mean, I just hope it's not as bad as it was last week. It's just – I hope Russ can just find – like a win like this just gives us all the confidence. I just feel like if I just feel like this game we gotta win it. It's like one of those games that we just gotta go out there, don't care what nobody say, don't care about the, don't care about what the media is saying. Just go out there and just get a win. And but I don't know, cause cause it's, it seems like to me the Chiefs they're gonna they're gonna play everybody because you know the Chiefs want that one seed, so they're 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 gonna be coming hard too. But we'll yeah,
0: see. can you imagine if we pull off this upset and just threw a wrench in the Chiefs' hopes for the first seed? That would be – this is literally – I think we can all agree, this is our Super Bowl right here. Yeah, that's I mean, definitely our Super Bowl. Because <laughs> we're not, probably not going to reach one for a, a while to say the least. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, so, man, I, I would want to win so bad this week. But like I said, I mean, if we couldn't get that win, um, the last one against the Chiefs, are we really – you know, are we realistically going to get this one against the Chiefs? A Chiefs team that's really, like Jordan said, really pushing to get this one seed, so – it's going to be there tough, man. It's going to be tough. Yeah, and yeah, that was another thing I was going to – I completely forgot to bring up. It's in Arrowhead. So if we couldn't win it in Mile High, you know, Russell Wilson going down obviously hurt that. I don't think we're going to – it's going to be hard to win this one in Arrowhead. I mean, there that stadium is booming, absolutely insane. Um, you know, I, Russell Wilson's obviously built for that moment. He's made that known. But um, it's just going to be hard to walk into Arrowhead in that atmosphere. It's – you know – in the next couple weeks, is going to be a playoff atmosphere, if not already. Um So yeah, it's going to be really, really tough to walk in, in, in the arrowhead as a four and 11 football team coming off your worst loss in regular season history and really put up a fight to win this one. But I will say, Nathaniel Hackett leaving, getting fired. Maybe Jerry Rosberg gives us some fire this week. I feel like the way he's talking to the media this week was really encouraging, a, lot, a much bigger step in the right direction. You know, even though he's going to be here for only the last two games, um, it was just really cool for him to kind of reiterate this rivalry to the media because when Hackett was talking about it in his first press conference before the Chiefs game, he was just acting like it's, you know, just another matchup. And it was just another game, and I understand that mentality every week. You have to go one and zero. it's just another game. But this is a Chiefs team, you got to be realistic with your locker and with you know, uh, you just got to be realistic with everybody at this point. This is a Chiefs team, and you have to acknowledge you know the greatness on that side and how it, you, you really have to give it a, your all for this game. Also, give the fans something to be you know fired up about. This is a team that you've lost 14 or 13, 14 times in a row to up to that point give them something you know extreme give them something you know get make them fired up for this game because that's a, a major domination that you've been I know you haven't been here over the you know over the years to so experience that but your players have relate to them make them you know understand how big of a matchup this is maybe maybe he did in the locker room I'm not going to speak too much on that uh, on him you know in that sense but um I don't know. I don't know if it was just his, you know, head coach talkers, um, you know, the way he's speaking to the media, but I'm, it was really cool to see Jerry Rosberg come out and just, to, you know, tell the. Um, the media how much this this game means to uh, not only the team but the fans so that was really cool i'm really interested to see if if the special teams improves this these next two weeks if we could potentially ret- retain um uh, jerry rosberg in a, a senior role for that side of the ball um, for next year it will be really interesting obviously it's going to play a part in who the next head coach is going to be but um just just really curious to see how the team's going to play for jerry rosberg these last two weeks
2: I mean, yeah, it, it, it'll be interesting to see. I don't think nothing crazy is going to come out of it. I think, you know, he'll probably put a little fire under them. But, I mean, uh, we have the Chargers and the Chiefs. Yes. I mean, realistically, we're probably going to lose both of those games. Um, but, no, it, it'll be interesting to see whether, you know, I think I think is going to come in here and try to find his way to be on his staff next season, which I think he will be. I think he'll find some role. Um, but I hope you're right. I, just, I, I hope you're right. I hope he does.
0: Yeah, so uh going to go ahead and cap off the episode with our uh, weekly predictions. Uh, we'll start off with you, Eddie. Um, who We do this every week. We do our offensive and defensive studs. Who is an offensive player and a defensive player that you think is going to do best on the stat sheet in this game?
1: Ooh, the offensive side of the ball. Well, like I said earlier, I hope Judy can get the ball. And if he gets the ball, I'm going to take Judy with that pick. And the defensive side, hmm... You know, I obviously want to go with PS2, but actually, yeah, I'll go with PS2. I think he'll have a great game, too. I'm expecting maybe at least one pick, but if not, I'll be fine with it. But I think he'll he'll play very good.
2: Um, Offense, since he went Judy, I'll go Sutton. I think Sutton's going to be the surprise this week. I, I think there's a chance he could, you know, they really go after Judy, and Sutton gets a lot of one-on-one matchups. Um. Deep inside of the ball, I'm gonna go with my guy again. I'm gonna go with Justin Simmons. Last time he proved me right. I think Justin Simmons is gonna have a big game. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he'll get a pick. He should get a pick. I don't know if he will get a pick, but I'm, he'll probably get a lot of pass deflections, a lot of tackles and stuff like that. Breakups.
0: Um, uh, for me, offensive stud. Um, this week I'm gonna go with actually Latavius Murray. I feel like the Broncos are gonna approach this game differently and really try to pound it down the the um, Chiefs' mouths. Pause. Um, but uh, <laughs> do, 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 come on man do you <laughs> <laughs> Defensive stud. I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Alex Singleton. I think he gets probably like half a dozen or a dozen tackles in this game. Um, maybe even a, a few pass deflections off of Patrick Mahomes. Because last matchup, um, I'm sure you know Mahomes watching a film this week. He really realized that he underestimated our linebackers in that last one. I mean, Josie uh, Josie Joel had two picks off of him. He had his best game as a Bronco in that game. So, um. Maybe this week, um, you know, Al- Alex Singleton's the guy to get the best of him. So, yeah, I'm expecting about a dozen tackles from Singleton, maybe a sack, maybe a few pass deflections. Um, I-, I got him as my defensive stud this week. Go ahead and gonna cap it off with our score predictions. Eddie, uh, what, what do you got for the score prediction this week? Um, who, who do you got? Um, I know you're leaning towards the Broncos, but what, what score do you got?
1: Jeez. Damn, man. I mean, I do want to pick the Broncos, but I think realistically, I am going to have to go with the Chiefs. I think final score of maybe 29 to 18. We'll say 18. Oh, it's got
2: to be a score, Gummy. (laughs) Maybe. We'll see. Uh, I'll go... I'll try to be nice here. I'll go Chiefs...
0: (laughs) It'll be nice.
2: (laughs) I'll go Chiefs get 27, Broncos get... Broncos find a way to get 17. I'll go 27, 17 Chiefs. But I do expect the Chiefs to run the football a lot. So that's why I didn't give them a 30 piece. But
0: yeah. I'm going to go ahead and pick the Chiefs in this one. 31 to 21. 31 to 21. Um, I think it's undoubtedly gonna be uh um not a blowout, but a double digit victory for the Chiefs. Um they just have a lot more to play for. We really don't. Um, I think Latavius Murray is going to get one or two touchdowns and I think Jerry Judy will get a touchdown. I don't think Russell Wilson is going to have the best game. I think we'll have like 200 passing yards um, touchdown pass and like maybe a pick probably not, but maybe a pick. Um, yeah. That with that being said, that's going to do it for our uh, chiefs um, preview. Uh, Eddie is really, it was really good having you on today, man. Um, I know, uh, you know, lots of people are, you know, looking forward to this uh, long wait, awaited weighted uh, episode, you know, having you on here is really good having you on, man. Um, great Instagram page, man. I've been following me and Eddie have been, you know, following each other for quite some time. Uh, you know, he's a dude. I'll tell you guys right now, this dude's funny as hell. This dude, <laughs> I any group chat or any time I'm talking to this dude, any of his Instagram posts, you guys watch his story on Instagram, it, it's it's fun, it's funny as hell, dude. Like, nobody makes me laugh more than you on Instagram outside of like you and Ghetto Gronk. Probably are the only guys I can go on Instagram and actually like laugh, laugh at. I mean, <laughs> and also like Broncos pages. I don't follow too many, but Broncos Base, Broncos Alerts, best best Broncos pages on Instagram. I mean, you guys are just hilarious. The memes, everything. Um, anytime I'm going to group chat with you, you're just funny as hell. So keep up the good work, man. It's great having you on here. You're a really good guy. Um, hoping the best for you in your uh, 2023 year. Um, you know, hoping the best. Uh, you know, your personal life, Instagram page, everything thank you so much for coming on the podcast man
1: yeah man no problem thank you so much too i love your pace too bro you know we've been following each other for a while yeah i appreciate you calling me funny you know i pride myself <laughs> as being funny nah i'm fine <laughs> <laughs> but yeah man i mean it was a pleasure i had a lot of fun you know if you ever want me on here again just let me know and i'll be up to it man you know yeah i had a lot of
2: fun thank you thank you and yeah hopefully we get to win this sunday yeah, man. Thank you for coming on. Nah, I I've been following you a little bit too. I'm not gonna lie. I follow a whole bunch of Bronco page. I've been following you for a hot minute. And I got yeah, I got to agree mirror. You. you are one of the funniest ones. But uh yeah, thank you for coming on, man. I really and by the way, your uh, profile
0: picture of DT is sick. I love
2: it.
1: Yep, thank you, man. That's I appreciate nice.
2: that so much. Thank you guys.
0: All right, man. Thanks for coming on. Uh, talk to you uh, later. Thanks for uh, hopping on the podcast. Um, hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Make sure if you're listening on YouTube, hit the like button, subscribe button. That would mean the absolute world to us. If you guys are listening on Apple Apple Podcast, Spotify, Make sure you uh, follow, have notifications on, so you never miss an episode of the Broncos Avenue podcast. Make sure to leave a five star rating; it means a lot to us. Um, appreciate all the support. Um, this was actually our fiftieth episode today of the Broncos Avenue podcast. Um, really, you know, really excited. Obviously, that we started this podcast around March. Um, you know, uh, some different. Um, You know, lots of lots of different content and much more, you know, interviews just like this coming up with, you know, insiders, fan pages, uh, Broncos players, especially with the season coming to an end offseason. We're gonna have some Broncos players on here um you know so make sure you guys have notifications on so you never miss that and if you're on youtube subscribe subscribe we're almost about to hit it's 200 subscribers so all support uh, you know means a lot to us um with that being said i hope you guys enjoyed today's episode hopefully we can get a next win uh you know on this one but our next episode we'll be uh you know recapping this um you know this game against the kansas city chiefs hope you guys enjoyed today's episode until the next one peace out